Welcome to Community Hope Podcast. We pray that the Word of Christ would dwell in you richly as you listen and that you would be encouraged in Christ. I want to talk a little bit about how God's kingdom is so upside down. I mean, God wrote himself into the script of history, but he didn't write himself in like the Lion King. He wrote himself in like a humble king, a, a baby king. And the story goes like this. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered east to his own town. And Joseph went up from Galilee to the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David. You know, I read that, and I think, oh my goodness, here is God writing himself into history, but what was it like to be Mary and Joseph, right? I mean, Mary said, all nations will call me blessed, but I don't think it felt like a blessing, right? I mean, you got a dictator who has so much power. Imagine a dictator coming to you and saying, hey, you know, you're from California, and you got to go back and register. I don't care what you think. I don't care what your plans are. I don't care what your occupation is. What I say goes. How would you feel about that? But this is what they lived under, and this is how they were. And here's Mary, pregnant with Jesus, having to go a far distance just to register. And I had to think, she had to trust the voice of God. And in our times, and in this upside-down kingdom, there are many times where you're going to look around and you're going to go, I don't understand it, I don't get it, but I'm going to just trust that God is in this really difficult situation, right? I mean, we walk by faith, and life doesn't always turn out the way it's supposed to go. You've heard sometimes no good deeds go unpunished, right? Recently, my... uh, we're redoing a bathroom for my mother-in-law, and a wrong tub was purchased. And um, I shouldn't say a wrong tub, but there were, it, let's just say it was complicated. I don't want to go into all the details, but we basically had this bathtub that we couldn't take back. So Gretchen and I are like, well, I guess we'll put a new bathtub and sub- towers around into our house. We weren't planning on it, but we don't want my mother-in-law to pay for it, so we'll just cover it, you know. Well, it took two weeks to put a bathtub into our, like, and we're like, oh, we did not plan on it taking, you know, having somebody in our house for that long for such a, we thought, simple thing. But somehow, when you face struggles and difficulties, I just have to go, Lord, I'm going to throttle back like you're in this, and I trust you. And we just, we, we walk by faith. We don't always see. Many times we think our lives are the worst Uh, of them all, but we don't see other people's lives. One year we were sitting around the dinner table, and that's my dad and my papa when he was alive. He lived to be 101 and a half, my papa. Yep. And we were talking about when we were sick. You know, did you ever have those conversations? Oh, I remember. And it it was a holiday dinner, and so I was like, oh, remember mom and dad when I was little and I was on a cot during Christmas and I was so sick? And somebody else chimes in because everybody has the I was sicker than you. And my papa goes, 
oh yeah, I remember the flu, the Spanish flu of 1819, no, 1918. I was the only one in my family that didn't get it and I had to care for all my sisters and brothers and parents. And a hush came over the table. You win, you got it, you know. And it just put everything into perspective. And you know, if Mary could see how everything turned out and the resurrection of her son and, and the prophecy that, that was being fulfilled, I'm sure she'd have more comfort. But in the midst of her story, she's like, Lord, I don't get it, but I'm following, I'm following you, right? And the scripture goes on, it says, in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. The Greek, mega fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ our Lord. You know, as I read that, I thought, news is so much different than advice. Many other religions give you advice, right? A drowning man, other religions go, okay, just start reaching your arm out. You know, Christianity is Jesus comes in and saves us, and he rescues us. Good news is, is like this. Do you ever, did you see the live body cam of the little babies that were in a bathtub? And the whole, everything collapsed, but they were rescued out of the bathtub. And the police body cam, show, they're like pulling them out. You know what the news was? You can hear the mother. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. It wasn't advice. It was here are your babies. Take them back healthy and well. Right? That's news. Advice is what all, like all other religions are like, well, if you just follow this or do this or do this. The good news of Jesus is that he died on the cross for the sins of the world. That that baby grew up to take your place and mine so our sins are forgiven. Trust him with all you've got. Trust him with your sins. That's the news of Jesus. But, but who does the good news come to? Do you ever think about that? Who hears the good news? If you ask me, there were a lot of years where I heard it, but I didn't really hear it. You, we're reading in chapter 2 of Luke, but if you go to chapter 4, Jesus has grown up and he's in the temple and he opens up the scrolls and he starts reading from Isaiah and he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the good news to who? The poor. The poor. If you think about it, when are you most receptive to hear the good news about Jesus? Is it when you're fat, dumb, and happy? Or is it when you know you're poor? Right? That's, and the funny thing about the, when we think poor, we only think economically poor. But when Luke wrote poor, he had a much bigger concept of poor. He thought of outcasts, like the tax collectors, or like the... the the women who plied a certain trade. He thought, of, he thought of people who were sick, people who had diseases for many years, and he also thought of the financially poor. And Jesus is saying, I have come to preach to those who see they have a need for me. M Matthew says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. 
My prayer for all of us is that we could get in touch with our poverty because we could hear the gospel afresh and anew. Because the upside-down kingdom comes to the poor. The, the upside-down kingdom is all about the nobodies becoming somebody because of Jesus. And Luke follows the, the way that the Old Testament is written. He starts talking about nobodies. I mean, how does, how does Luke begin? He, he, he pulls up this old couple, echoes back to Abraham and Sarah, and says this old couple who were poor in the sense because they were excluded from the ability to have children. And he gives them a baby, John the Baptist. And then Luke draws our attention to this young virgin girl who's really a nobody. And yet, who does God come to? And who is Jesus born in? A nobody. And then the next poor people that God comes to are shepherds. And as Jim said, total outcasts. Couldn't even vote. Probably smelled a lot. And, and the, the angels come to them. And, and they're the, the lowest of low. It, just tell me, if you were trying to actually get your word out, would you go to the homeless and spread the gossip? No. You'd be like, no, nobody believes them. But this is God's upside-down kingdom. He comes to the poor, and he reverses everything. And, 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 he, and Paul even takes this a little bit farther. He says, you know what? God has chosen the foolish things of this world to shame the wise. He, he's chosen the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He, he's chosen the lowly and despised things of the world, the things that are not to nullify the things that are. Can I say that we live in funny times? How many, if I would have asked you last Christmas, will we be done with COVID by this Christmas, would have said yes? Any, anybody? Yeah. Are we done? No. That thing just keeps hanging on, doesn't it, right? And, and it's, it's perplexing, and it's weakening, and yet, this is crazy. Um, Paul says this, my grace is sufficient, my power is perfected in weakness. Most gladly will I rather boast in my weakness, so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I will be content with COVID times. What? I'll be content with weakness and insult and distress and persecution and difficulties. I think our time's included in difficulty, right? For Christ's sake, for when I'm weak, I'm strong. He actually says, I'll boast in my weakness. This is the upside-down kingdom embraced in your life and in mine. This Christmas, may baby Jesus minister to us that we have an upside-down kingdom. That when times are perplexing or difficult, we can go, Lord, you know what? I'm going to boast in it because I don't feel so strong here. Things, things are mushy. Things aren't how I want them to be. But somehow, Lord, when I am weak, your strength is perfected, Mark, in, in me. Your strength is perfected in me. Thanks for listening. For more information about Community of Hope, go to www.cohchurch.com. 
God bless you today. 